It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host. I'm also one of the CFPs on the program. With me in the KFG studios, my business partners and fellow CFPs, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Well, car prices have absolutely skyrocketed over the past year or so, and the car lots are empty, used car prices, they're going up, not down these days. So the question is, is now the time to think about leasing? We're going to share our opinions on this episode of the Wise Money Show. I almost started laughing. Like that, it just is, and and we've been doing this for, uh, I don't know, 12 months now where these used car prices have been going up, but that is insane. If you'd have told me that 20 years ago, I would have said you're crazy and I don't know, I feel a little crazy right now. We're going to help you with it right now. Uh, If you have a question for the program, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to help you as well. If if you need any assistance, reach out to us. You can do so a few different ways. Call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com is where you can reach us. And then all over social media, just search the Wise Money Show. Wherever you're at, we are there as well. Yeah, so... Car prices, it's just crazy out there. If you want to buy a new car, you probably can't find it. Just one of our, uh, actually the producer of this show said she bought a car, her and her husband, uh, six months ago, bought a new car, still don't have it. Yep. Unbelievable, right? And uh, if you want to find a used car, you can't find that either, and you're going to pay an arm and a leg. So the big question is, well, then is now the right time to lease, right? Should you not pay these insane prices and just rent the car instead in hopes that prices come back down? We're going to we're going to get there next, but let's start with what's what's creating all this insanity anyway? Like why why are vehicle prices so high? What what happened? Well, I I think this has been good old-fashioned uh, laws of economics, right? That you learned about in high school economics course and it's shortages. And why are there shortages? It all goes back to the pandemic when there were just not many vehicles rolling off the assembly lines, shortage of workers at times, but then, of course, the well-documented shortage of chips that go into into these computers with wheels these days. Um, But, you know, and I I remember seeing the, the huge lots of Ford pickup trucks sitting out there just waiting for this one missing part so that it could actually be sold. And that, that happened long enough that you end up creating this shortage or a gap in the supply chain. There just weren't as many vehicles provided. And that, that shortage essentially puts more pressure on used vehicles. Someone who may have been a candidate for a new vehicle, they're in competition now for a, a used one, and there's shortages there as well. So all of that shortage, um, there's not enough supply for the demand. And so what happens that... Now, I, you know, I'm not as advanced as the Gregory household. Uh, I did econ in college. It was home ec. It was home <laughs> economics in high school. Some kids don't even have that anymore. But I'm looking at used car prices. This is 2021. Okay. In January, average used car price was 22000 In December, 29000 that's, that's crazy. <laughs> that is insane. For in like you might you know simpletons might look and say, oh well, there must have been uh, better cars being sold, uh, better used cars being sold in December than January. Nope, that's just straight up right. This is average. This average. What is it? Thirty percent increase? Something ridiculous like that. So, and then the average new car price. Now this is early twenty twenty two. Average new car price forty seven thousand dollars. You uh, you almost like that price is. 
so many people out of the market. Yeah. So, anyway. well, I mean, that's more than a 25% increase over the past couple of years on those new cars. That is a crazy amount of inflation or or price increase. And unfortunately, it's happening everywhere in the economy, yeah, right? Yeah. So we could we could do a show about almost every product that that is produced these days. They're all going up in in price. This one just hurts though because it's something that's just so central to our society. We all need vehicles. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually going to tie it back to the Cash for Clunkers program. Yeah. Um that took a a a, a lot of inventory out and um, we don't have to argue that today, but that that is something. And then the thing that I keep going back to is uh, it's not that cars cost more. It's that the dollars that you're using to buy your car with mm-hmm. are worth less. Mm-hmm. And that's, a again, it, it's, when you look at a situation like this, it's important when you're doing your attribution analysis to say, well, what is this really – What's the what's the real root cause? But the reality is, it doesn't matter what the root cause is if you need a car to get back and forth to work. Yeah. And this is a show. This this is a show about financial planning. So we want to figure out. All right. Well, what you know? How now should we live? Yeah, we're gonna hit that coming up in, in just a second. I, I want to go straight to the question though. I mean, with prices this high, does that mean you should rent your car instead? And they call that in the car market, they call it leasing, where you say, I'll just pay a certain amount. I won't own this car. I'll just drive it for in exchange for a certain amount every single month. Do you do that right now? Because buying a car is so difficult and so expensive. Is leasing a better option? Well, I, I would go back to the guiding principles about whether I should buy or lease in the first place. And then you say, well, if I'm leasing, likely I'm leasing a new car. If I'm buying, I have a choice. I can buy a new car. I can buy a used car. And you say, well, used car prices are up 50%. And you say, yeah, it's kind of like the cosmic game of musical chairs. Hopefully, if the music stopped and you don't have a chair, uh, I'm still having flashbacks from kindergarten like you're out, right? (laughs) But if like right now you need a new car, you need a car uh, for transportation, this is a this is a time where they're fairly expensive, and the question is, well, will it stay this way? We don't know. Mm-hmm. We we actually don't know. But I think it, it, you want to consider what your options are, and really financially, how well have you prepared to make this decision? That's the key right there. It's it's the preparation, the planning ahead. You don't want to get yourself backed into a corner where you're a desperate buyer. Your vehicle died. You can't keep it resurrected. No ma- no amount of repairs and maintenance are going to keep that thing on the road, and you you just have to replace it. That's a situation where, yeah, going out into the marketplace right now to try to find a replacement car, whether it's used or new, is going to hurt your feelings a little bit. And so hopefully this is kind of lesson to everybody. Maybe you're not even in the market for a car right now, but you're going to be at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it, it could be at the edge of retirement. It could be right when you're starting to have kids. It seems like the cars always die at the absolute wrong time, right? <laughs> yeah. It's part of Murphy's Law, I guess. Well, I, I think the, the bad news for those of you, and for me, when I saw this headline, thought, hey, we should be talking about this, thought, well, geez, maybe there is some sort of arbitrage, right? Instead of having to buy at these really high prices, 
leasing is more attractive. And when you put the pen to paper, it's not. Leasing a vehicle, leasing new vehicles right now has also increased in price. Companies are reducing their mileage restrictions. So they're adding additional cost to you because they're dealing with the same laws of economics as well, whether you're renting that vehicle or not. Now, if you're already in a lease, boy, it may make sense to be able to buy that thing out. You might be able to buy it out. That residual value might be lower than the market value. But right now that's already being priced in. If you're doing a new a new lease, it, if prices come back down, you're contractually locking yourself into paying a high residual amount at the end of that lease. That, that's exactly right. So if you're already coming off of a lease in the near future, pay attention to what Mike just said. The The price that it would cost you to buy out that that vehicle at the end of the lease was set back at the beginning of the contract. That was before we knew how high these values or these prices would be here in the year 2022. So uh, it's possible that you might be able to buy that vehicle for less than what its actual market value is right now. It may be a good deal for you to buy that thing out. But if supply starts catching up with demand and vehicle prices, what the, the vehicle curve instead of the yield curve, <laughs> if that normalizes, then you might be locking in a lease today where you're contractually would have to pay a higher residual value than what the market actually is if things normalize. I want to go back to Kevin's question. I mean, ultimately, yeah, this time is different. It's unique, but it comes back to your guiding principles, your financial situation. So if you're in the market for a vehicle, how do you make that choice? What other considerations? We are getting, we're going to hit all that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Is now a good time to lease a vehicle? What? When is there a good time? What? What's the good? What's the right circumstances in which you should lease a vehicle? If you're buying, how should you, you know, approach that right now? We're going to hit all that and more. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on the YouTube channel. Go check it out along with a whole bunch of other content. So when you get there, search Wise Money Show, subscribe to it, turn on notifications so you're made aware every time we drop new content. All right, so guys, here's the thing. Car prices are extremely high. You can't find new vehicles, certainly the ones that you you know might want. It's harder to find. Used vehicles are at a premium. Should you lease instead? And unfortunately, the leasing market applies, uh, it falls in line with the same economics that are driving car prices up. So it's, it's not more attractive right now to lease. It's sort of, uh, uh, what is it, rising tide lifts all boats, unfortunately. Um, but let's go a little bit deeper in leasing. Who should consider leasing? Are there circumstances or individuals where you should consider leasing? And then we'll get into the, to, into buying. But. Yeah, so a lease is a tool. So when people say, oh, you know, leasing is a, is a horrible idea, I think it can be. Uh, and I, can, I think it can be a great idea. It's depending on what your particular scenario is. One is, am I an individual or family or a business? Because there are tax benefits as a business to leasing that you'd want to be uh, particularly aware of. So if you're a business owner, I'd, I'd say, hey, go and check that out because you can deduct the 100% of the cost of your lease. The uh, Leasing can be a good idea in a, in a couple different scenarios. One is I, I'm going to be needing a vehicle for a, a certain period of time and then I won't be. So I need a vehicle for the next three years, but beyond that, I don't need either this this level of vehicle or quality of vehicle, but I just I want to be out of it. 
And by leasing, what you what you kind of do, it's it's similar to um, what you can do when you buy a stock. You can actually use uh, various financial instruments to put a stop loss on how much you can actually lose. So when you when you lease, you're signing up for, hey, I'm not going to lose more than this on the vehicle because a vehicle is a depreciating asset. So um, it, 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 you almost I would call it a liability. Hmm. And because assets, not when prices are going up right now. <laughs> yeah, money maker these days. Yeah, my goodness, that, outperforming the stock market. Right. So, uh, well, yeah, the the fifty percent that used cars are up. I mean, we should have all bought used cars. That's right. Twelve months ago. <laughs> so it so it can be. Or if it, when you look at the components of the decision making process, if price isn't an issue, and you say, and I've talked to some folks that say, listen, I'm buying, I'm I'm going to drive a new car. And I'm not going to worry about maintenance and et cetera, et cetera. Some people are in a position where yeah. they can make that decision. Afford and, a car payment forever, right? Yeah. And, yep. and and likely a growing car payment. And and that's fine. The trade-off is, like you already mentioned one, which I, I'd say is one of the reasons you might consider a lease, depending on your circumstance, and that is maintenance. It's mostly maintenance-free. Most of these mm-hmm. things, you don't have to pay for oil changes even and and other repairs. You don't, you're typically under contract where the, the dealership or the uh, the car manufacturer will cover all of that. And right. that's appealing for some people in their stage of life. That's exactly right. So, you know, a lot of people judge whether or not a lease is a good deal. You know, is it is it the best move financially? In my mind, you also have to ask the question, is it the right fit for your life, either your stage of life, your lifestyle, your own, you know, uh, priorities, I guess you could say. I'm thinking of, you know, some young professionals who live in cities. Uh, They need a vehicle. They don't drive too much. So staying within the mileage constraints during the the years of a lease is not a big deal. But they they really just don't have the time to deal with maintenance on vehicles or repairs and things. I was actually thinking about that with a client who is, that is their situation. Where do you take your vehicle to get repairs done in a big city? You know, mm-hmm. it's hard enough to just find a gas station in a in a city, uh, let alone a, a shop to have, have work done. Like it may be a major inconvenience to deal with that on an older used vehicle. Here's something also that's relevant right now. I This is, just qualify this, okay? But... If you're in the market for a new vehicle and you want to buy, but the one that you want to buy, the color, the make, the model, the features, you just can't find. You're like Lindsay and, and Jared waiting six months or whatever. And but you need a vehicle because this the, the one you currently have is done. Do you consider leasing now simply because, well, I don't want to buy this vehicle. I don't want to own it. And that one I'd work with your certified financial planner on. I mean, if a, if a vehicle, I mean, a vehicle purchase, whether that's or a vehicle decision, whether that's a purchase, new, used, or leased, needs to fit within your overall financial life and not block other financial priorities outside of um, uh, of your ability to achieve them, right? And so if you can't find the car that you want, maybe consider leasing, but I'd work through all of that with your CFP. I think that's also why it's so important that you do approach even just a, a car purchase or a car lease as a financial planning question. And, you know, financial planning is always encouraging you to to make the list of your needs versus your wants. And sometimes when we buy vehicles, 
we're more than covering the need. We, you know, do you, you, you need a vehicle to get to work or to get the kids uh, uh, to school and, and things, but do you need a new vehicle? Do you need a red vehicle? Do you need one with leather or, you know, that particular entertainment system baked into the back seats and all that? I, I don't know. Um, you know, being clear on what is the need versus the want, I think, is is really important so that you don't make those mistakes. I mean, remember back in 08 when it was you needed to buy hybrid because gas prices were so high. It was, well, I've got to buy. And we haven't really thought about that much. Obviously, there's been this big push with uh, with electric vehicles and that's all the rage. But now we've got skyrocket gas prices as well. So maybe that's something else where you might want to consider leasing because you don't want to buy into a gas guzzler if we see uh, gas prices continue to surge from here. I I don't know. It's, tr- it's a tricky situation for sure. Uh, work with your CFP though, because the, the big idea is once again, you don't want this car decision to limit your ability to achieve some other financial goals and, and priorities. Yeah, that's that's where you want to be making that decision within the context of the rest of your financial life, because um, like Josh was saying, is this a need or a want? And really, at the end of the day, I got to get from point A to point B. And so you could get super practical and say, what is it? Because if I don't spend it here, I've got the resources to do something else over there. So I would not show up to life as a victim of life and just say, well, I I have to have this. uh, Therefore, all this money has to go here. I mean, I I was uh, I was riding on an airplane, and uh, we're talking about cars today, Kevin. Leave your airplane story <laughs> out of this. No, no, no. Should you buy or lease an airplane, Mike? <laughs> okay, okay. No. So I'm and 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 the gal next to me says, well, you know, we I, I we have. She start. She said, "What are you doing?" I am a. I said, "I'm a financial planner," and usually that causes people to put their headphones on and look out the window for the <laughs> rest of the, the flight. Um, unfortunately, she that that uh, in, engaged her, and she wanted to talk, and she's like, "All right, well, we got this and this, and you know, we're big Dave Ramsey fans, and blah blah blah." I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome." I said, "You know, he's he has some great principles that you can follow," and she's like, "Well, yeah, you know, we've got this this vehicle with a 96 month." Uh, loan yeah. on it, wow. which is eight years, and she said, "Well, you know, it's hard because when we when we took our vehicle in, we still owed ten thousand dollars on it, and the dealership was willing to roll that into the loan, mm-hmm. wow. and so um, you you will you can be as um, unaware or I, I don't know there's." You, there's some not nice words I could say, but <laughs> you 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 can be as careless as you want to. Well, we've got it. We're going to talk about well, if you're going to buy, how do you structure that? Certainly, dealerships want to extend that loan out as long as possible to get you into that payment that you think you can afford. We're going to talk about that and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. If you're in the market to buy a vehicle, should you just hold off? Will prices come back down and be more appealing? You just just you know put some duct tape on that thing. We're going to talk about that, helping you buy a vehicle. What's the right approach to take? That's what we're hitting right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast, wherever you listen. Go search the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Subscribe to it or follow us there and rate their program 
we appreciate it. Now we're talking about the crazy car market right now, whether you should lease because buying a vehicle is so stinking expensive and no, leasing has gotten even more expensive as well. So it's still the same fundamental question. Um, do you need a new car? Will you, you know, stay within the mileage limits? Is the no maintenance or maintenance free that appealing to you? You know, are you recent widow or, or, or whatever? Are you using your car for work? These are all questions that you're going to wrestle through with your financial advisor. Not wrestle. That's the, that's the wrong word. Discuss, right? Because the, your car decision needs to fit within the context of your entire financial plan and, and, and the other financial goals you're trying to achieve. Most people make sense to buy as opposed to lease, but that's not always the case. If you're buying and you need to buy right now, should you? And, or do you just hope that prices come back down? Do you, do you wait? Um, and then secondly, do you buy used or new? Now, real quick, I'll tell you. So Cindy's vehicle, we were talking what, uh, over the break about how uh, certain vehicles, you know, you probably lose interest in a vehicle after five, six years, and that's on the long end. So just be really careful about getting these crazy long loans on them. We had Cindy, we bought Cindy's car in 07. And uh, last year, 2021, we we're like, yeah, this thing's getting 200,000 miles on. Probably need to make a change. But prices were going up. So I said, we're not doing this now. But she said, but what if the thing breaks down? We're going to need to do something, right? We're not going to put five grand into this thing. It's, it's not worth that. And so I said, okay, yeah, let's start looking to see what, you, what you'd want, what we'd want. And we searched everywhere. And I mean, I'm watching the prices of these things go up as I'm looking and searching online, watching the prices go up. And then finally, I, I found one about an hour away that was still at like yesterday's price. And <laughs> I said, honey, we're grabbing the checkbook and we're going to go. Like, if you like this thing. Now, it wasn't the exact vehicle she wanted. It wasn't the exact color she wanted. Ooh. But it was the price yep. that we wanted. And had enough of the features, and so we we jumped on it. Now we could probably sell the thing for way more than what we bought it for. But if you're in that situation, need to buy, do you just wait and see if prices come back down? Do you buy new, buy used? What do you think? Yeah, well, it, it, the question is, is there a vehicle for you to buy? That, <laughs> yeah, right. That, right now, that it's is because if you look at the dealerships and their lots, they've moved their vehicles around to make it look like the lots – have cars they're, on them they're having their employees park out front now <laughs> That's funny. draw you in so yeah i mean the, the there's a there's a very limited supply of vehicles available at all but this is this is where you you had you know the great question from cindy are we going to put five thousand dollars into this vehicle well the reality is yeah yeah you can put five thousand dollars into that vehicle because we we have a we have an old junker that I drove for years and I gave it to the, the my kids and they beat the daylights out of that thing. <laughs> and it's sitting there and um, I just found out yesterday it's going to take $2,000 of work to make this thing roadworthy. And my wife said, well, we wouldn't put $2,000 into that thing. It's falling apart. And I said, yes, we would. Because if we put $2,000 into the thing, it's worth $4,000. Mm -hmm. That's that's the crazy thing. Yeah. Um, and, it wasn't too long ago. If you put two thousand dollars into that vehicle, it's worth fifteen hundred. So this is where you say, "All right, well, is there a vehicle available?" And then if there is, this is where we talk to people all the time about having their financial life decisionable and how do you make a good decision. And this is this is we love to get cerebral about these things and and, and ponder these things. But what is the decision making process when it comes to 
a car or another purchase like this. And I would encourage you, if you look at, at, at the, the emotional meter, it, you can, if you can get that thing all the way to zero and I've got yeah. no emotions in this deal, I've got the best chance of making a great decision. And the more emotional I become, and and the fewer facts that I have as far as data goes, the worse decision I'm going to make. So because prices are so high, if it's going to cost you a little bit to keep that car on the road, go ahead and do so. But is that because we're think, you're thinking prices are going to come back down? I don't think so. Um, hopefully. No, it's it's because the car you're driving now is the cheapest car you're ever going to own. Car. That's, that's, that's exactly right. right. And there there is some economic... Um, precedence here. And Kevin mentioned earlier the cash for clunkers deal back coming out of the Great Recession. This was one of the big bailouts for all the car manufacturers who couldn't sell cars. The government basically incentivized us as Americans, hey, scrap that old vehicle. We'll give you money towards a a new vehicle. And it just decimated the used car market. You know, if you were coming out of high school and you needed some sort of uh, vehicle that could just be reliable but old, maybe ugly. It just didn't exist for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. It took years for the manufacturing of new vehicles to get out into the used market and get inventories back up where prices could be somewhat reasonable again. Yeah. It it may get better. Uh, is it going to go back to the pre-pandemic levels? Yeah. No, not a chance. Well, you're, you're bringing up a circumstance. I want to talk about buying your first car. What do you do for your kids or you youngsters listening right now? What do you do? And then when you're in retirement or early retirement, what do you do? But I, I want to hit a couple more things on this on this buy new versus used. If you can find new, there might not be that big of a gap. You might be buying some technology and some features in a new vehicle that aren't in the used vehicle and it's worth the difference in price right now. But you got to be able to find it. Yeah, and, well, and we just had that case. Uh, one of our rock star financial planners, Ben Chambers, was working with a client, and they said, "Hey, look, we're looking at a new car at about forty-five thousand um, dollars. So there's a, you know, an increase really of about five grand over what you would normally pay. But the, a used car, there's an increase of about fifteen grand, making them about the same price. Yeah. And so the question was, well, financially, are you in a position? And uh, the, there's a lot of things that go into that. You might say, I'm willing to sacrifice a little more in certain situations. You might say, well, this is going to be a car that my wife's going to drive. I don't want it to have any problems. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a car that my wife's going to drive, and I'm going to have my children in it. So I want the latest safety features in it. Yeah. So we are willing to sacrifice in other areas in order to make it happen in this one. What's the what's the longest vehicle loan term that you guys would say? What's the longest? Uh, zero months. <laughs> no, it's not, it's no, I no, I'm serious. Four you, years. Four, four years four would be years. ideal. Yeah, four, years. four, five, six years. It, it, to me, it, it, what you want to do eventually, aspirationally, you're working towards making those car payments to yourself. And once you have the cash, buying the car. But he, because here is the thing. If you go longer than four years, then likely you are going to make a switch with that vehicle before it's paid off. And they're going to be glad to just roll that loan into the next vehicle. And then all of a sudden you've created this downward spiral where you're upside down. And that that's a trap that is extremely difficult to get out of. So don't, don't fall for this. Well, we can get you into this nice car at a comfortable payment 
because we're going to go 96 month loan. Yeah, don't no, go, don't, don't go do car that. shopping. Don't do that. If if one of the things you're going to use to buy your car with is a car that you owe money on. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that. I'd pay attention also to how many years might you be able to drive this vehicle after it's paid off without a car payment and without major, major repairs. Because those are the golden years where you can start stockpiling cash for the next vehicle and create an upward spiral in your car purchasing routine. The, uh, without a doubt, that's what we did. That's that's uh, that's how we recommend. You, that's what we'd recommend you do. That's what we've seen others do as well. When will you be done with this payment and still have quality of vehicle life where you can build up that financial war chest and preparation for the next vehicle transition? All right, we've got uh, decisions about buying your first car or buying a car in retirement. We're going to hit that and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. All right, so if you're on the cusp of retirement or early in retirement, how do you buy a vehicle right now? You take it all out of your IRA? Do you do a loan? Should you lease instead? We're hitting that and more right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com, and then all over social media, wherever you're at. We are there as well. Just search the Wise Money Show. All right, we're talking about a, a you know car buying or car decisions in this really tight and unique market. Should you buy or lease? We've already said, you know, same 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 logic has always applied. Prices are just higher on that. But there's two seasons of life where buying a vehicle or making a vehicle decision is common, mm-hmm. both of these seasons, mm-hmm. and it's gotten trickier because of this. And one is in retirement, and the other is right outside of college, you know, buying your first vehicle. Let's start with in retirement. Is it different now? You know, you you likely have a lot of choice in whether you buy now or whether you should wait if it's at retirement. Um, however, I was working with someone this week who said, you know, retired, I, I sort of feel like I really like a newer vehicle, that new Lexus, I'd like these features. I feel like I've reached this milestone, so it'd be nice to have that. And I actually had that decision, made that decision back in 2020. Mm. And now we're 2022, so I've already been delaying it. You think I can pull the trigger now? How do you approach it? Well, Tell them to keep waiting? You know, I I think it depends on each person's situation, obviously, and how far in advance have you been planning ahead for this. I, I think it's important that... To, to recognize that you are going to still be buying vehicles even in retirement. In fact, a lot of people, maybe it's part of their pre-retirement checklist. They want to get reliable vehicles in the garage, ready to go at the start of retirement, just so they know they're not going to have a crisis on their hands when they're trying to have fun playing in yeah. those early years. But um, I, I think you and your your certified financial planner can plan ahead decades on this stuff like you you can plan ahead and just recognize we know we're going to be making certain car purchases and we want to have an allowance for that we want to bake it into our retirement forecast and just know yeah every so often there may be a big ticket item like a car that we're going to be spending money on and when that time comes if car prices are high or if they're low if you've been planning ahead and you have the cash available i, I wouldn't let it be a guilty thing i would be I would want to be celebrating the fact that you plan so far in, ahead, in advance and, and you've actually got the cash on hand. Don't, don't let this be 
um, I don't know, a concern or a worry or a stressor for you if you have been planning ahead? Yeah, and uh, in, in retirement, one of the considerations is, am I on Medicare? Because you're, if you say, hey, I want to just take the money out, I'm going to take the money out of my IRA. I've got this huge IRA, and that's one of the ways that I can just have a chunk of money. It, that can affect what you pay for your Medicare premiums. Well, I mean, think about this. If the average, if the new car that you were looking at was forty grand a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and now it's sixty grand, mm-hmm. now that means you've got to take even more out of your IRA. Yeah, you got to take ninety grand out of your IRA right. to end up with sixty yeah. to pay. Well, if you do that and you've got other income, it's very possible that you're going to have a date with Irma. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she's not nice. She's no. And, and the only thing that would make that worse is if you weren't planning ahead on the timing, and you had maybe your car died, and now you're looking at that sixty thousand dollar vehicle or, or something along those lines. The, the only thing that makes it worse is selling investments at a depressed price in order to fund that that major tax hit followed by an expensive purchase. So possibly, and you're not going to want to hear this, but possibly right now is a season where you either delay that car purchase a little bit longer, and you might need to because at at this stage, this circumstance, you probably have a certain vehicle in mind. Might take a while to get it, so you maybe delay it, or maybe you take out that loan, and you work out a plan with your CFP to pull X amount out of your retirement dollars each year to get this thing paid off. So yeah, you feel a little bit of that uh, maybe disappointment because you've got this monthly payment, but there's a plan using your dollars to pay this thing off in full at a timing that makes sense from a tax standpoint. Uh, I think that's more the planning that will likely occur right now, unless, I mean, in this individual situation, uh, that example I brought up earlier, we she built up savings outside of retirement accounts. And so mm-hmm. I told her, yeah, if you can find what you want, I know it's more expensive, but we'd already run the numbers to confirm everything was still on uh, where it needed to be for her long-term plan. Go ahead and take the money out when you find what you're looking for. Yep. So yeah, and and for the people in retirement where they where you've got a financial plan and you've examined the five factors of retirement and you say, hey, there's extra money that's going to be left over when I'm done. And there, and there's unnecessary sacrifice at this time. Then sometimes, cost and the financial component of the decision-making process does not isn't the tail that wags the dog. Yeah, you yeah. might say, "Listen, I'm I actually am not going to really worry about the financial component here." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you are optimizing, though, I I like the idea of paying attention to the tax ramifications of a big ticket purchase like this. And if you know two or three years in advance, you can be working with your certified financial planner to maybe draw some smaller chunks out over the course of three or four years so that you're spreading or diluting that tax pain, maybe keeping yourself under those Medicare thresholds Mm -hmm. that Kevin was referring to, maybe keeping yourself in a little bit lower tax bracket. And uh, again, just kind of stockpiling some cash outside of your retirement accounts so when the time comes, you can write the check without worry and without adverse tax consequences. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Not that we need to abandon that circumstance if there's if you guys have more thoughts, but let's flip to the other end of the spectrum. This is another season of life where you're likely making a car decision, and that is your first car. Uh, you know, whether that's in high school or graduating high school or in college, okay? I mean, with used car prices average going from 22000 up to 30000 in a year, 
I mean, if you're trying to buy your first vehicle, what do you do? I mean, do you even have a choice then than to go with that 72 month loan or 84 month or whatever, right? Do you, what do you do if you're buying your first vehicle? Yeah, I, I, if if the only option you have is borrowing money to buy that vehicle and you don't have anything saved whatsoever, that's when typically people get in the most trouble because yeah. my ability to connect the pain of making a payment for the next 72 months with how I'm feeling today and how that you know that new car leather smells or that used car leather smells and this is where i mean think about that though real quick not to cut you off but you're 20 years old and you're going to lock yourself into an 8 year loan that's i mean like going backwards that's half your life you have no idea you have no context for what that's going to feel like right so i i was having breakfast yesterday with a guy and he was working with one of the people at the restaurant and um she was telling him about her car that she bought she's 20 years old uh the interest rate and they and he helped her calculate it he's a financial guy and and she's not right she uh, she's um in the service industry and so she doesn't have a a ton of experience financially he calculated her interest rate to be about 25 percent wow and so he took her to notre dame federal credit union and got had had her refinance that loan at about three percent. Yeah, nice. and so, but the problem is, if I'm twenty years old, what do I know? Now, right. I was twenty year old, twenty years old one time, and I thought I knew you most knew everything, everything, right? Yeah. Everything, yeah. <laughs> but in, in it, looking back, I I think no, I would be seeking wisdom because, and what I would try to do is build some sort of a war chest because this is what I know: the more money you have, the harder it is to spend it. And so if you can, the, the, the more money that you can accumulate, the slower you're going to be and the more careful you're going to be. Yeah. I think it's important also to recognize what are the emotional um, motivators that a lot of people feel when they're just getting started in life. Who are they comparing themselves to? They're comparing themselves to their peers often and sometimes their parents as well. You know, I, I need to buy my first house and I'm kind of used to the house I grew up in and mom and dad had a, a big, nice uh, pad. I, I want that too. Mom and dad drove nicer, newer vehicles at their stage in life. I want that too. Right. I mean, right now I can play my iPhone from, you know, through the vehicle speakers without having to plug anything in. That's what I should have. Right. Well, you might be buying a vehicle where that's not even an option. Where you plug the Bluetooth thing into the <laughs> cigarette lighter. And yeah, that might be that Run might it be through reality. a certain channel. Put something and... in the cassette deck there. And... <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it's important, though, to, to just recognize you, you don't have to uh, impress anybody with your first vehicle. It needs to be something that's reliable, but it also doesn't need to last for 20 years. It doesn't have to be brand new. This might be a stepping stone into a more reliable car in the future as you can earn more, as you save up, as you prove, as, as Kevin was kind of alluding to, that you've learned some things, you've gained some wisdom, you can make your next car purchase even better than the first one. So, and that, that also pertains to people on the edge of retirement as well. You don't have to buy a, the last vehicle for your lifetime and it's got to be brand new and it's, you're going to make this thing last for 30 years. No, just recognize you need a vehicle and get something that will be reliable and safe for you. It meets your needs. And maybe you'll have another shot at making a, a different choice five years from now in, in retirement or in your working career. 
you don't you don't have to get it all done today. Uh, to me, you're you hit the nail right on the head with the features. And obviously, I interrupted there because I'm getting all geeked out about this. My first vehicle. Uh, I'm dating myself here, but uh, power windows or were you still rolling the window? Like that when we, when I was buying yeah. my first vehicle, it was okay. You can get power windows. Well, not not for my first car. I'm not right. That would be yeah. great. And yeah, you're you're saying I could push a button from the driver's side and roll down the windows behind me. <laughs> Woo! That is something. Not for me. Not for my first car. Not for my second car either. You, and so right now, you youngsters don't get caught up in these convenient little features. Don't it, with prices. You didn't you didn't do anything. It was out of your control. What's happening with vehicle prices? What's in your control is the choice that you make. Make a choice that creates margin for you. Don't yes. use up. Don't soak up all that margin in driving a vehicle that has super convenient, cool tech or whatever. Don't do that. Make a vehicle choice where you'll create margin, even if right now you don't have much and the payment's going to soak up a lot of it. One that will be paid off soon, and then you'll have margin in a year or two or three where you can start building up that ability to make that next vehicle purchase. Yeah, and if you're younger, if you buy a newer vehicle and you've got that big payment, I would think about a couple of different things. There, there are ways you can use that vehicle to deliver food, to ride share. Um, we, we just used Turo, T-U-R-O, where you just um, rent a car from a person crazy so so you there are ways to use your vehicle to make money to pay your vehicle off i would even consider you know sell that thing back make some money and then and then buy a cheaper vehicle so anyway the big idea work with your cfp and for you youngsters hopefully parents you're working with cfps maybe this is a time to go meet with them and talk to them so all right that's all the time we have for today on behalf of josh gregory kevin corhorn all of us at kfg have a great weekend we'll see you next saturday for the wise money show with corhorn financial group I haven't seen 96 month leases, but I am impressed by nope. your by your math or uh, loans. Yeah, I'm impressed by your math right there on the spot. <laughs> Are I you questioning him? Get my calculator. Nine out. years? No, ten? No, eight? Seven? <laughs> you know, that's it eight was years. just really long. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. long le- or long loan. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.